and welcome to another episode of Killing the Stream. I'm your host, Kenny Darter. It happened, folks. It happened. My boy, the guy I've been recommending for months and months and years, in fact, Rob Gronkowski, had a huge game in Week 9, single-handedly eviscerating people, eviscerating fantasy owners, destroying them, destroying families, really. As I've said for many, many months, you must own Rob Gronkowski to win fantasy titles. You have to own him. You can go back into the archives and you'll hear it. Jimmy Graham, he's a good streamer, I suppose, here and there. But Gronkowski is where it's at, trust me. I've said this since Gronk was 11 years old. And now you're finally listening to me. The streamers, uh, I, I, I have one question for the streamers. Hey, hey, streamers, how'd Gronk do? How'd he do? Is he good? I think he's good. I have another question for the streamers. How'd Clay Harbor do in week nine? How how did he fare? Oh oh wait he oh he didn't score a a fantasy point not not a single one. Huh. Well that's weird. <laughs> Idiots. Anyway, look it as I've always said, and there is no denying this. You get Peyton Manning, you get Rob Gronkowski, and you win fantasy championships. It's that simple. Get those two, you win. Boom. Always boom. This is Killing the Stream. Fantasy Football Podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue-in-cheek. Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchups. Here are your podcast hosts, J.J. Zacharyson and Danny Carter, living the stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm J.J. Zacharyson the late round quarterback and I'm joined of course by the loveliest of lovely co-hosts in the world Denny Carter. Denny how are you doing? I'm not bad I I, I survived Gronk Apocalypse. Yeah no kidding. So that I think we both did but but I'm I'm doing okay how are you? I'm I'm good speaking of Gronk you know it was like uh, th- this week this week was rough because I think a lot of um unreasonable things were said about the way that we feel about Rob Gronkowski in general, uh, including, including by darter in, including by darter. That's, that's, <laughs> that's right. No, I mean, I, I just think, you know, it's not like we, we never, we've never claimed that, that a guy like Gronk, and, and I know it sounds like that we're just like, we're backtracking and we're like, you know, we're, we're, we're saying that we didn't say, or, you know, we're, we're talking about things and we're trying to compensate for Rob Gronkowski going off last week and the week before, um, and that's not true. Uh, we, we never said that Rob Gronkowski was a bad player or, right. or a bad asset to have in fantasy football. It's just that when you drafted him, his cost, as was Jimmy Graham's, 
was just a little bit too high for us. And we said that many times in the podcast. We had we had a mid-second round grade on Graham, and he never fell. We had more of a mid. I think you were higher on Gronk than I was. Um, I think you had more of a mid-third. I had more of a late-third pick with Gronk uh, and value on Gronk. But it was it was it were the people it was it was the people who who drafted him in the late second that I didn't really understand, and it was the people who drafted Graham in the middle of the first that I didn't really understand. Has nothing or at, to, the or at the beginning of the first had nothing to do with how how good these guys are. We know they're beastly. Um, but yeah, you know, Gronk. Yeah. I mean, the, the great part thing. I mean, the funny part uh, too is that Gronk won me some some daily money this week. Right, I know that that's the thing is. Uh... I, I sometimes get the idea that um, uh, people think that uh, I know that I or, or but maybe both of us sit around <clears throat> and uh, dread a big Gronk game. But I, you know, like last week, I had him plugged into most of my cash game lineups yeah. in daily. So I was I was thrilled that he went off. The, and uh, yeah. and I hope he continues, honestly. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the opportunity cost side of things in daily is completely different than it is in season long. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was I was glad to see Gronk go off. I think that he's phenomenal i think that people are overreacting a bit just because like he's done it for two weeks i I, we were talking before the show you know as as our listeners probably know we go on the rob silver show on the fantasy sports network every week and prior to two weeks ago we were streaming a tight end that was as good as rob gronkowski um so Mm -hmm. you know for what for what that's worth i mean obviously we started the season streaming a guy like Travis Kelsey, who now is pretty much a plug-and-play guy for the most part. Uh, we had Niles Paul a lot, and now that's turned more into Jordan Reed. So, like, Jordan Reed's on some of our rosters. It gets tougher. Streaming gets tougher as you get deeper in the season because a lot of guys that you were relying on, you, you know, like, if we were if we were pretending that you and I were owning a team and managing a team, we probably are done streaming. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and and that's the goal. I think we've mentioned this, and, and it's it's worth mentioning again uh, the the goal of streaming, weirdly enough, is not to stream. Right. Is is to find a, a, a plug and play option on the waiver wire. A guy like Julius Thomas last year, who started as a as a streamer. A guy like Carson Palmer this year, right. who who, st- who was a streamer until really just this week. So, uh, you know, the, the the goal is to find someone very reliable like that, and and that's what um, you know a lot of people have done. Yeah, and I, I made the tweet, or I sent a tweet out that said, I, I created the tweet. I made it. I molded the tweet. You, you created that's That's an old man thing to say. <laughs> uh, I used the tweet machine to uh, to send to send this tweet. No, that, that said that like the goal entering your fantasy draft isn't about streaming. You're not entering your draft nece- necessarily to stream, and people didn't necessarily understand that. They wanted us to talk about it on the podcast. So just to that point, what I mean by that is your goal is to always have a plug and play starter. You know, your goal is to always go very high upside with those late round picks. And that's why, you know, this year, a lot of us went with guys like Zach Ertz or Ladarius Green or Travis Kelsey. And a lot of them aren't going to pan out. That's fine. That's one that's your backup plan then is streaming. Um, And that's what I mean. That's that's your worst case scenario. Um, But I also think, you know, the quarterback position is getting a little interesting because, you do fall in this trap where you think you have a QB one, but you really don't. And you're continuously plugging and playing a guy like Matt Ryan in the first half of the season, who's not necessarily giving you a lot of fantasy points. And then you're watching people who are streaming quarterbacks just surpass you and, and, and right. perform better. So there's, there's definitely that side of things, but I think tight end, especially your goal is to get that high upside more than anything else. 
Yeah. No, it, and, and I think, uh, I mean, obviously we have to keep recommending streamers right. and, and, and so as the, as the pool kind of thins out, as the, the, the Kelsey's of the world kind of move into every week starter hood, uh, then our, our job becomes a little harder and, um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think that that, that's, that's a commonly misunderstood piece of, of what we're trying. Yeah. I mean, basically once Travis Kelsey goes down and Niles Paul is no longer a thing, we end up getting two combined fantasy points in two straight weeks from our tight ends. Yeah. The, the dream. The dream. <laughs> thanks for getting hurt. Owen Daniels. God, yeah. Thanks a lot. The worst. Um, so let's, let's talk about what we picked last week. Um, at defense, you had Kansas City, Cleveland, and Cincinnati, I believe. Um, yeah, and they, that's right. They were all pretty solid, if I recall. Yeah, the the Chiefs finished eleventh in Week Nine points. Um, uh, Cleveland finished eleventh, uh, tied with with Kansas City, and Cincy um, performed worse than any defense yeah. this year against the Jaguars and scored six points to finish sixteenth for the week. Yeah, they were the first defense to not finish in the top ten against Jacksonville. How, yeah, how crazy I, is that? Yeah, and I mentioned uh, just in passing. I mentioned the Niners last week as a as as someone I would want over over all of those defenses. Um, uh, they were out there on like twenty five twenty percent of uh, waiver wires. So I hope you were able to because they finished with nine points and finished seventh for the week. Yeah, yeah, there were a lot of good good options last week that that definitely came through. It seemed like you know if if you listen to us or if you read defensive streaming articles online you really couldn't go wrong especially oh my gosh did you how was your uh your streaming score what was your streaming score on miami last week was uh, it high good question um it was it was not incredibly high um it mm. i'm just curious because they flat out dominated that yeah they really that was did. probably the 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 first game that i used like tremendous logic for that actually went my way like all season long where I like thought a lot about it. And I was like, I really think Miami's going to dominate this game. I didn't play their defense, but I'm yeah. just saying in general, like I hated Phillip rivers so much last week. Yeah. So the dolphins, yeah, the dolphins last week had a streaming score of two, yeah. which is uh, really low. That was in the, the range of uh, the giants and the, and the Panthers defenses. So um, yeah, I, I mean, that maybe that Dolphins defense is just Dude, they're legit, really good. They are yeah. they're they're super legit. They're the top ranked number fire defense right now. Which oh yeah, I mean wow. that they're 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 good man. They're really good. Um. So yeah, those are those are good defensive picks last week. Uh, quarterback was pretty solid as well. Uh, mm-hmm. our number one streamer last week who was mentioned on the show that we're uh getting you know it's being kept. The track is being kept. I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. Look. <laughs> oh, whatever. Uh, the number one streamer last week kept track happening uh, was was Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he ended up scoring 28 fantasy points, and he was the QB3 on the week. If not for Roethlisberger and, and Luck, I think, was the other one. Um, yeah. He would have been the QB1. He was the QB1, obviously, going into or at the end of the Sunday afternoon games. Um, yeah. So he he was really good. Tannehill's been exploiting some bad matchups recently. That's always a good thing to see. He's not really playable this week though against Detroit. No, God no. Um, we did mention Carson Palmer just because his ownership has gone up, uh, and you know last week he was kind of on the fringe. Um, he was a QB seven last week, so that's great. Uh, he almost put up twenty fantasy points. 
Jesus Smith was was <laughs> on the show last week as well. He finished with about uh, 15 and a half, 16 points. He was a QB 14. And then two guys that I did mention that uh, were streamworthy, kind of in that Tannehill tier, uh, was Andy Dalton, who finished with as a QB 17. So Andy Dalton really underperformed, but there was a, t- a touchdown that got called back. Uh, yeah. Uh, but he was a uh, QB 17 with about 14 and a half fantasy points. And then Eli coming through in garbage time. Yes. As a QB five with twenty two fantasy points. Yeah, I was so I was so happy. I, I mean, uh, you know, only only a, a, a fantasy owner would watch that debacle of a game. But yeah, uh, oh yeah. But but I mean, I was just pull, I was rooting so hard for him. I I had him in so many dailies. It was uh, it was it was nice to see uh, him force feed uh, uh, Beckham, oh, who obviously obviously is just you know. I've, I've, to me, it's not even close between him and Randall. Yeah, right he's now. he's definitely better. He was he was pretty sick. That that whole game though, you're right. It was just like a, a it's more so like a degenerate paradise. Just like why? Because because it was there was just no defense towards the end of the game. Right, and and Mike Tirico actually said it like if you have Larry Donald on your fantasy team, you're pretty happy right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, which you know means he had Larry Donald. Absolutely. You know, you know, Mike Tirico. Actually, Mike Tirico listens to Living the Stream. Well, I I thought that went without saying. I, yeah. I he's also in the Millie Maker every week. <laughs> That's, oh man, beat Mike Tarico. That's the the new sponsorship. Speaking of sponsorships, boom segue. Why don't you talk to everyone and tell everyone who that was professional. That was professional right there. Yeah, you like that? Who? That's the, the smoothest uh, talking into the sponsor that we've yeah. that we've done so far in the podcast. And now we've butchered it, <laughs> yeah, was, dude. I can't talk again today. <laughs> <laughs> Ruffle Wilson. Uh, yeah, our sponsor today, as per usual, is uh, Sportable. You can find them at sportable.is um, and on Twitter at SportableNFL. Uh, they they have a lot of good content up today. I was actually just looking at their um, Week 10 uh, tight end streaming uh, column and their Week 10 streaming quarterback column. Um, again, a- as usual, they have a, a lot of really quick-hitting tidbits um, that are easily digestible in a very short amount of words. Uh, it's a it's a nice uh, reprieve from the often wordy analysis that we get in fantasy, including you know from uh, yours truly. So yeah. um, uh, check out sportable.is and on Twitter at sportable NFL. Yes, uh, and before we do get into week ten streamers, I have to mention that we completely messed up at tight end last week by recommending clay harbor as our and it was our only tight end i believe that we talked about last week on the show we might have yeah, we might have talked about someone else but i don't i don't really recall maybe Dwayne allen just because we do every week yeah um uh, harbor ran 27 pass routes which is because i've been kind of obsessed with his the zero that he put up yeah so um so i looked into it so 27 pass routes, which is a really good amount, actually, for especially for like streaming purposes, to find some a tight end who's running that many routes is is really good against this Bengals defense that has not stopped a tight end all season, and he got one target. So, you know, it's it's not like he was peppered with targets and couldn't make anything happen. He got one shot, and it was a kind of a short pass. So. Um, I don't know what to say beyond uh, that was a that was a a good process, um, but man, whew, it did not pan out. Yeah, we've had a rough couple weeks, man, with Owen Daniels getting hurt and then and then Clay yeah. Harbor doing that. It's it's tough, you know. I know it happens. Whatever took a zero if you if you played him. I played him in one league last week. 
and that was not fun. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just like we always say, though, we're going down with you. Um, exactly. All right, so let's get into week 10, then. I cannot believe we're already into double digits of weeks. Yeah. It's crazy. I wrote a freaking fantasy playoff article this past week. Uh, it's, it's almost over. I know. Um, all right, get into get into some yeah. defensive recommendations. All right, well, let's do this. Um, Cowboys, obviously, the don't overthink it special of week 10. Um, they play the Jaguars. It's it's in London, so it's a neutral field. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I don't believe that last week is indicative of how um, the Jaguars, you know, will perform against opposing defenses for the remainder of the year. In, in fact, I, I think this is – I forget who pointed this out on Twitter, but uh, both of – both of Bortles' uh, touchdown throws were actually kind of garbage throws, where where it was it was woefully short, and the and the receiver made a, a nice adjustment uh, on it. So it's it's I don't think that it's a, a thing where the Jaguars' offense has discovered a way to you know crush its defensive opponents, um, and so that's why I think that we should we should keep it going um, against. Uh, you know, with with streaming against the Jaguars, remember that you know before that um, that Cincinnati performance, um, the Jags had uh, had uh, given up double digit fantasy points in every game but one. Yeah, I'm looking at yeah. The only one that they hadn't was Cleveland, and they still put up eight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I just um, there's no reason you know not not to uh, not to stream the Cowboys if if you can. Um, I was a little bit shocked uh to discover that the ravens before before waivers process yeah the ravens defense was available on more than half of waiver wire yeah and i i see them i probably as the top play this week on, on, on defense i mean they're at home uh their defense is is playing well has played well i mean i know that um <laughs> they not last got, week denny yeah no oh, oh i, I I, I'm shocked that you brought that up, uh, <laughs> but you know they were scorched by uh, by the the the, nug, the juggernaut, the sudden offensive juggernaut. Dude, Todd Haley just loves touchdowns. Uh, suddenly, suddenly, he loves I mean, them. Some somewhere, Thomas Jones is scratching his head, <laughs> yeah. wondering what happened to the Todd Haley he knew and loved. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, you know the the, the Ravens uh, playing a, a Titans team that can't run the ball. They just they resort to throwing it a ton uh, with with the rookie quarterback and um, I, I I do actually kind of love Justin Hunter for DFS purposes just put that out there but uh, I I would happily stream the Ravens anywhere I could this week in fact I would stream the Ravens over the Cowboys just so so I'm clear yeah Hunter's actually a really interesting play because Jimmy Smith probably won't play and their their number two corner was basically cut. And signed uh, in the in the beginning of October, so he's not very good. That's why the Steelers exploited them last week. Exactly, um, and then uh, finally, um, I, did, I believe the Cardinals uh, they were available on thirty percent in thirty percent of leagues. I just want to mention them. I know they're not really a streamer if if they're that widely owned, but um, the car the Cardinals for me, uh, they're you know they're at home they're. Big favorites against uh, a Rams offense. I actually think the Rams offense is significantly worse and more 
in a, in a bigger streaming target without Brian Quick, um, it, because they just don't have that vertical threat mm-hmm. anymore. Um, I know that they have a, a few guys who can who can do that, but I think Quick uh, Quick's loss is, is is a big one and one that I'm I'm pretty excited to stream the Cardinals in a few leagues um, uh, this week. And then with the return, the heroic return, the inexplicable return more like of josh mccown oh my god as the starter in tampa um the falcons become an option for in deep leagues i mean that defense is bad don't get me wrong and what we saw you know we saw what they did at home against the bucks in week three when they scored at like 146.1 fantasy yeah points. something like that maybe point two yeah point i forget but um, uh, and, and and that's and that's in in part thanks to Devin Hester. Did he return two that night? Six. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I was like, no. Oh, okay. um, right, anyway, the Falcons are available on like ninety five percent of waiver wire. So if you can't get the 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 three that I mentioned before that, uh, I think that Atlanta makes makes a good play. I, I do think that even though McCown is a disaster, that Atlanta's defense still has a pretty terrifying floor yeah but they obviously anyone who plays an account has a has a pretty high ceiling yeah i totally agree that it's such a stupid move for them to bench glennon by the way well and then lovey smith says today glennon is the future but we're not worried about the future right yeah now. i don't understand no, no they're gonna win out and go nine and seven and then still miss the playoffs is what's gonna happen he is i, I oh my god he is the most frustrating coach in the nfl i think yeah it's it's so dumb and then like Literally, the opposite is happening with Houston, where Houston's like somewhat in it still, and they're now benching a competent quarterback for one that's there's a ton of ambiguity surrounding him. It doesn't like pour some out for Ryan Fitzpatrick, by the way. I love that man, and now he's not going to be playing football. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't I've get never... I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick has not been great. I understand, but like at the same time, the the situations in Tampa Bay and Houston, mm-hmm. you know, like. Like the opposite thing should probably be happening, where no, where Houston still can is is competing, so they should put their most competent quarterback that we know, you know, like obviously they might know something about Mallet that we don't know. That's that's fine, but at the same time, it just it just kind of blows my mind. The the, the Tampa Bay situation really doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're one in seven. Yeah, and and I'm sad to lose a streamer in Glennon. Uh, yeah, I, I I thought Glennon would make a really nice streamer this week, um, but I would never recommend McCown. Yeah, so that's fair. I'm actually I might talk about him on the podcast, just because. No, no just be, I mean I'll throw him out there. There's there's so there's no streamers this week. I can't do it. McCown is is just such a disaster. There are like, no streamers. No, what's what's really I'll just talk about McCown right now. I wouldn't really recommend him in anything but like sixteen plus team leagues. Um. But uh, I'll just get into it. So you, why don't you re- yeah. recap the defenses really quick? Okay, yeah. So so defenses, um, and if you want to check out the the defenses and their weekly streaming scores, you can check it out at thefakefootball dot com, where I post them every week. Uh, so uh, in order, uh, I prefer the Ravens, the Cowboys, um, the uh, the Cardinals if you can, and the and the Falcons. Cool. Okay. Um, all right, so I'll get into the quarterbacks now. Um, you you want to play Carson Palmer if you have him. If you've yeah. been listening to the podcast for the past five weeks or four weeks or whatever, 
Um, Palmer's playing against the Rams, and they they have a terrible secondary. So you want to play you want to play Carson Palmer if you have him. There are some other guys that are fringe streamers that I'm, I'm not really going to talk about. Uh, I'm just going to dig deep this week. Um, so I'll just start with Josh McCown. He's not the top streamer of the three that I'm going to talk about. Uh, but the Falcons' pass defense is bad. We all know that. Uh, they're bottom bottom three one according to number fire metrics. Um, I think that the general issue with Atlanta is that you can run on them. So, uh, you know, there might be fewer passes. Um, and, and that's actually translated to fantasy success against Atlanta. Uh, they haven't actually, you know, they're, we all know they're a terrible defense and they have a terrible secondary, but no quarterback has finished higher than eighth against Atlanta this season in fantasy football scoring, which is, wow. which is kind of crazy. It was Teddy Bridgewater too. Remember that his first, yeah. his first start. Um, yeah. So that's why I think that there's going to be a little bit mis- of a misunderstanding with regards to Josh McCown's ceiling this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that people might get excited with him and roll him out in daily uh, as a cheap punt play, maybe in tournaments. But I don't think, I don't think that's that's smart. Um, I don't, I don't really, you know, I don't think his ceiling is nearly as high as people think. Just what I said, you know, the highest quarterback is ranked eighth at the position. Um, but yeah. I, I do think that he could have a reasonable floor where he throws a touchdown pass. He has the the receiving weapons to potentially do that. Um, but yeah, I, you know, he's not a fantastic play. Uh, well, but th- this think, week is also pretty difficult. I, I, yeah, I agree, and I think that rushing will save his fantasy day. I potentially, mean, yeah, or or could. I mean, uh, in the games in which he finished as a top twelve quarterback this year, his passing numbers were just the stuff of nightmares but he he ran the ball plenty and he scored touchdowns on the ground yeah and i know look we're not we're not here to predict uh quarterback rushing touchdowns because that's just stupid but um you know i think that if he has a a, a really nice day that it'll be because he just takes off gains a lot of yards on the ground maybe jumps into the end zone uh like he's uh want to do yeah no, I yeah. I mean, I I I don't like I said. I don't think he's a phenomenal play this week. But if you look at the schedule, there aren't a, a ton of great options. Yeah. Um, I'll briefly mention another guy. I think Derek Carr is an interesting option this week in a game that could kind of uh, get away from Oakland pretty quickly against Denver. Uh, it's in Oakland too. Carr hasn't been terrible. Uh, the Broncos secondary isn't that bad. Nearly as bad as they as they showed last week against New England. I think that they'll bounce back. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, Carr hasn't been that bad in fantasy this year, uh, just relatively speaking, con- considering the team that he plays for uh, and and so on. I mean, he's he's had a top, I think, two top 12, two top 12 weeks this year, uh, mm-hmm. one of them against San Diego, one of them against Houston. Um, so hopefully, you know, a higher over under can help him from a fantasy perspective. But he's not the top streamer this week. Um Another guy that I will mention as well before I get to the top streamer is Blake Bortles. Man, this is a terrible week for quarterback streaming, Denny. Uh, uh. It is so bad. Uh, Blake Bortles plays Dallas in London. Dallas ranks 17th in schedule-adjusted pass defense according to number fire. Uh, The last three weeks, they've been terrible. They've allowed uh, about 60 fantasy points to Eli Manning, Colt McCoy, and Carson Palmer. Uh, So it's not like they're they're facing uh, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Uh, my fear with, with Bortles uh, is kind of the fear that we used to have playing quarterbacks against Dallas is that uh, the they're not going to see enough volume. 
because DeMarco Murray is just going to continuously pound the rock against them. Um, I think if Whedon ends up playing this week, I don't have you have they said anything today about that situation? Uh, just that Romo was not practicing. Right, like if if Whedon plays, that's great for Bortles, I think, because they'll they'll have more, or they'll have they won't be able to sustain drives as well. And the other thing too is that Jacksonville is actually um, a top half team according to some of the metrics at Numberfire. I'm gonna say that phrase a lot as I do every week, but according to Numberfire metrics, they're a top half defense against the run. Um, they're not that bad at stopping the run, which can be important when you play Dallas. Um, and over the last four games, Bortles has a 12th ranked and 11th ranked game from a quarterback perspective. So, uh, you know, he's not a terrible play. Um, he obviously has a pretty low floor because it's Blake Bortles and we've seen how bad he is. Um, but at the same time, again, I'm going to stress there really are not many quarterback streaming options this week. So hopefully you were able to get uh, Carson Palmer and, and, and just, you can just ride him. Um, the last guy, you know, I could mention Joe Flacco, but I think he's owned in too many leagues after uh, his Tampa Bay performance, so I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to mention him. Uh, but the number one streamer this week is Mark Sanchez. Just like we always knew we would say in week ten, we knew it. We we knew it that Mark Sanchez was going to live the stream this week or this year. Um, we actually put it. In, put, we actually put that message in a bottle. We threw it out in the ocean. Yeah, before the season, and it floated back just the other day, yeah. and boom, when you know. And Nick Foles got the bottle. <laughs> That's just mean. Double God. whammy. Jeez. Um, so, yeah, Sanchez plays the Panthers. They rank 20th against the pass, uh, according to, to adjusted NEP. Um, no quarterback has scored fewer than Russell Wilson's 13 fantasy points against Carolina this year. Their secondary is so bad. Their defense is so bad. Um, Mm -hmm. They've allowed five top 12 performances, including three top six performances to quarterbacks this year. Um, And then a key, obviously, is that it's in Philadelphia. Um, You can probably uh, talk more about Sanchez, Denny, because I know you've been a a backer of his, if you will. Like, again, it's going to be it's one of those things where, like, you say something on Twitter or like it's just it's taken to the extreme. Yeah, well. Uh, mostly it's, it's this, uh, that I think that the gut reaction to streaming Mark Sanchez is, uh, like I I wrote this week is like, is akin to in the matrix when, um, Neo is told by Morpheus that the the reality he knows is a computer generated illusion. He starts yelling, he gets dizzy. He stumbles around, he vomits, and then he passes out. Yeah. And I feel like that's pretty much, in a nutshell, how people have reacted to Sanchez. That's a great analogy. As as a legit uh, a fantasy option. But surrounding cast members, I, well, that's not what I meant. Surrounding <laughs> cast members matter. <laughs> that's what I meant. Surrounding <laughs> cast members. Cast members, I'm done. Um, uh, and and that and that's what he has here with I mean you know uh, McCoy, uh, Sproles, Macklin, um, uh, uh, Matthews, and uh, the the king of wide receiver D Gaff Riley Cooper. Oh yeah. Um, uh, so I I just I think that uh, anyone who is rejecting Sanchez as a legitimate uh, fantasy option out of hand. Uh, is 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 doing it wrong, um, and especially in this matchup. Like, I mean, I know you just mentioned how bad Carolina's defense has been. Um, that when you adjust for strength of schedule, 
um, Carolina is giving up 17 and a half points per game to uh, to quarterback. So I'm not saying Sanchez is going to go out and light them, you know, light them up and, and, and score 30 fantasy points. But it's well within the range of outcomes that he goes out there and scores 16 to 18 yeah. fancy points, and and that's what that's what we're hoping. Yeah, for. and in, in a week like this, that's fine. Like it's not an easy week for for streaming, especially uh, considering there are some decent quarterbacks that are on by. Uh, so you know, maybe Tom Brady owners are, are listening to this podcast and they're going to play Mark Sanchez. But you know, people who have been streaming week in and week out. Um, Sanchez is a legitimate option. Yes, and, and and let me tell you, if you if you go with Sanchez and he puts up like twenty points, uh, you you I defy you to find a more satisfying feeling. Yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. Very good point. All right, so uh, San that's Sanchez, uh, Bortles, Carr, and McCown. Mm-hmm. Um, not fun. Not a good lineup. But again, you know we're later in the season. Guys that we've recommended are now plug-and-play options in a way. Um, yeah. And Alex Smith doesn't have a great matchup. <laughs> no, no. In fact, it's really bad. It's, it's not fun. Yeah. All right. Do you want to talk tight ends? Yeah. Um, the Well, we're going to just stick with the Owen Daniels train yeah, for now. Yeah. Um, he He's caught – I believe he's caught 13 passes in the past two weeks combined. Um, I know that um, – that the number the number two uh, tight end in Gary Kubiak's offense is often the one who catches a lot of the touchdowns. Yes. So Garrett Graham, right, right, and 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 also Daniels was catching touchdowns when Pitta was healthy. Right, if you remember, he had so, two against the Steelers. I remember Denny. Oh right, I <clears throat> forgot about that. Sorry, um, it's too soon. I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, not anymore. No, no, I guess not. So, so Daniels, you know, probably doesn't have that like touchdown upside, which is a little disappointing. But especially in PPR, where he's just being peppered over in the middle, you, you know, for me, I played him in a couple places last week, and I'll, I'll take those seven, eight yard completions. I'll just take those all day, really. Yeah, um, he has eight, and, eighteen targets in the last, his last two games. Right, right. Um, the um, the the Titans are sort of middle of the road against tight ends. Um, I mean. You know, they're let's see, they're giving up when you adjust for strength of schedule, they're giving up fourteen point two points uh, per game. But um, you know, with the with the the bye week apocalypse continuing into week ten, uh, you could do a whole lot worse than than Owen Daniels. Yeah, super high floor. I kind of view him as the same yeah. kind of output that I viewed a guy like Jason Witten last week. Um, yeah, and Witten was fine. I I played Witten in cash games last week, and it actually on, on DraftKings it actually worked out. Yeah, because he was like th- he was like minimum, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the it's the same kind of situation that I see with Daniels. He'll probably have five or six catches this week for maybe fifty yards. And then you hope that he scores a touchdown. Exactly, and and uh, so really, uh, I yeah, like you said, high floor, probably not a high ceiling, but I I'll, I really I will take that all day. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um, another guy, you know, we talked about briefly, uh, before the podcast is Heath Miller. Um, he's still out there in a lot of, of waiver wires, I believe. Um, but you know, it's, it's the same kind of, uh, player from a fantasy production standpoint. He does have PPR games that, where he's just gone off, uh, like that Tampa Bay game. Uh, but it's a really intriguing matchup against the Jets because they've given up three, they've, they've given up a lot of tight end touchdowns. First of all, I see, I'm counting one, two, 
three, four, five, six, seven, eight different tight ends have scored a touchdown against the Jets this year. Um, and three of those had multi-touchdown games. Now, granted, uh, one of the or th- those three tight ends who had multi-touchdown games were Martellus Bennett, Antonio Gates, and Julius Thomas. Um, but some, you know, there are other guys. Like last week, we saw Kelsey and Fasano both get a touchdown. Ebron has a touchdown. Scott Chandler has a touchdown. Who, you know, Heath Miller is basically Scott Chandler. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, dad, dad runner delight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, there's a there's a possibility that. Um, that that he finds the end zone. I think that he has a, a same kind of floor that that Owen Daniels does. Yeah, uh, th- there's a. I, I use the Rotoviz Game Split app uh, to look at how Miller ha- Heath Miller has performed this year against um, bottom half pass defenses and top half yeah. uh, pass defenses, and uh, um, against uh, really against good secondaries and uh, coverage units. He's averaged 3.7 fantasy points per game against bad coverage units, and of which the Jets are certainly one. He's averaged 9.8, yeah. 9.8 fantasy points, and 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 that's because of um, mostly because of uh, touchdown production against those teams. So uh, that you have that working for you too. Yeah, definitely. Anyone else you want to mention? Uh, no, I think I think you know M- Miller and Daniels are out there on quite a few waiver wire. Cool. All right, so to recap, we have obviously Heath Miller, Noah Daniels at tight end, uh, Derek Carr, Josh McCown, Blake Bortles, and top streamer Mark Sanchez at quarterback. And our defensive picks are the Ravens, since they're out there on a lot of wires, the Cowboys, the Cardinals, and the Falcons. Right. Sweet. All right, we got a ton of Twitter questions this week. I saw that. A ton. So we'll go through them quick. First one's from Leo Howell. He says, how awesome is Josh McCown? Not awesome at all. No, not at all. Next one is from our buddy Drew Dinkmeyer, who says, will you be talking about Gronk? Thanks, troll. Yeah, and I don't even know who that is, honestly. <laughs> yeah, Gronk, not Drew. Drew's awesome. Yeah. No, I know Drew. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what Gronkowski means. Is that is that some sort of alien life form? No, I, I think it's a uh, I think it's an Eastern European dish. Oh, yeah, the Gronkowski. I got that once yeah. in, in Poland. <laughs> uh this is from leo kaliski he says thoughts on hillman's value with ball returning is now the time to sell hillman with juicy oakland matchup this week oh i'm not afraid at all man i'm not afraid of monte ball at all no, i'm not either i i have hillman in a league that i had ball in and i dropped ball yeah no i mean i it, he's a huge disappointment hillman has been fine i mean i know well, he scored twice last week, which saved his day. I understand, but um, you know, the Peyton trusts him. Obviously, he's getting the bulk of the carries. I, I, I don't. In, in redraft, dynasty is different, but in redraft, I don't understand selling Hillman right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is from at True Luke Rundle. Uh, I don't think I've ever read that handle before. Uh, Cleveland Browns running back by committee situation, please. Your take on the back to own moving forward, rest of season. Also, the future of Mark Ingram. Um, I actually wrote a piece today on on the Cleveland situation, not which running back uh, you should want to own, but just about like why they're so bad. Brian Hoyer's been atrocious the last three games, and, and he's been atrocious, uh, atrocious, atrocious. Oh my god, wow. I'm doing it again. It's Ruffle Wilson all over again. <laughs> oh my god, what is happening? It's my eighth stroke on living the stream. Uh. <laughs> anyway uh 
they've been terrible. I'm not going to say atrocious. Uh, they've been they've been terrible. Um, Brian Hoyer has, and the, the defenses that he's faced have been literally bottom-tier defenses, past defenses, and he's still been really, really bad. And that's a huge problem with any running back in Cleveland. And mm-hmm. as a result, I know that, that Terrence West is kind of the the dude uh, that that he got a lot of touches last week. Petten seemed excited. Um, ben Tate is terrible. He's been so bad. Uh I think I I really think that the flyer the flyer play would be Crowell right now just because he's proven to kind of be the most talented of the three in the backfield. Well, yeah, yeah. I I actually I don't know. I think I have to go with. I mean, do we have the choice of any of the three? Of any of the three? I mean, that you you yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so I know I know Crowell is the most talented. I understand, and and, and in a, an ideal fantasy world. He would be starting and getting 18 carries a game. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that, from what I read, beat reporter said that the team is committed to giving Terrence West a real chance right. to be the workhorse back. So that that information to me is enough for me to, to go in on West. Yeah, I'm. I agree with. I I actually really really agree with you. Short term, I'm thinking more like. Well, I guess there's not much longer left in the season but I could see in like three weeks or towards the playoffs like Crowell being being the guy it just depends on how how the outcomes of their games go because I think if they end up not being in the playoff hunt in a few weeks which is potentially possible even though they're five and three right now they could just lean on Crowell just to see what he's about yeah yeah I I can I can see that um this is from at tweeting underscore tg um, Monty Ball was in full pads today. Should I be concerned about Hillman? Okay, no. But he does, he does say that he has Kelvin as his other option. So who would you go with Hillman or Kelvin this week? Uh, I mean, I just – I think that because of Cam Newton's horrendous play that Kelvin has a low floor always. Yeah, like last week. Um but uh, so Hill- Hillman, I guess. Yeah, I agree with you. It sucks, man. He had t- Kelvin had ten targets last week. He could have easily put up twenty fantasy points. Uh, e- easily, and <clears throat> I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. So I'm going to whisper. I kind of want Derek Anderson in there. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, this is from at Fantasy Loser. Let's turn him into a winner. Which two of three quarterbacks would you be more comfortable platooning rest of season? Romo, RG three, and Sanchez. Two of two of those three. Yeah, I'm gonna. I actually I looked uh, at strength of schedule not before the podcast, but for that fantasy uh, playoff article. RG three and Romo have pretty favorable schedules down the stretch, whereas Sanchez is is more front heavy. Where mm-hmm. the beginning, like the next three weeks, Sanchez has a decent schedule. Um, so I'd go with the first two. Yeah, I suppose. I know you love Sanchez though. Uh, I do. This is from at number one Terrainer. He says, "What's the best option for Foles owners in a playoff race? Stream, but big stream, comma, but Big Ben, comma Stafford." <laughs> it's a. He spelled out the word comma. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I'm I'm a little lost. Yeah. So basically, would you stream or play Big Ben or play Stafford? Oh, you see, okay. I don't know how many teams are in this league, but. I don't know why you, why you need both of those guys. Right. I mean, it sounds like it's probably a smaller league, so I think that you can get away with just streaming those higher end players every week. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I I probably would just 
play the better matchup yeah. of the two. Like, but if, play so, if someone's if someone's chomping at the bit to get uh, Roethlisberger after his um, nuclear performances, then do it. Yeah. And, Did you like that one guy that tweeted at us today that said he was about to give up Jimmy Graham for Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah. See, that's that's happening. Yeah. That's really happening. And I wrote in my fifteen transactions article this week to sell Ben Roethlisberger for obvious reasons, and like I think that. And there were people that responded. They're like, well, who's going to buy Ben Roethlisberger? We all know that this isn't the way he's going to perform. No, like that's there's a lot of casual players that think that Ben Roethlisberger is going to be an elite quarterback for the rest of the season. And and while that can certainly happen, history shows us that that's not going to happen. Right, and and I think we're, we're all in our very small, insular bubble. We're all, we're all fantasy football snobs right. in, on, on Twitter. Okay, so yes, in our leagues – Generally, you're not going to be able to sell Roethlisberger on the strength of 12 touchdown passes over two weeks to anybody with a functioning brain. Right. But it, it's happening, and and I think that if if you have the opportunity, you need to do it right now, like to, like tonight. Right. Um, this is from at do Nate freeze my K. Hilarious every <laughs> week. <laughs> it's such a good handle. Um, he says, is there any logic to where I get the most value with Denard Robinson, wide receiver or running back? Uh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I think it just depends on the other players on your team. Like if you're if you're rolling out like Michael Crabtree every week, then right. you might want to play Denard in, instead. But I'm, it, it could be pretty sweet to have Denard plugged in at wide receiver. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Has a nice high floor. Um, and then the other question he has is Rainey West or Hunter at flex this week. Uh, oh. <laughs> West is kind of interesting because Cincinnati's rush defense is terrible. Rainey's pretty interesting because Atlanta's rush defense is so terrible. And Justin Hunter's interesting because Jimmy Smith probably won't play. Right, and 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 uh, the Titans will probably throw it 47 times. So uh, I would say that if you want to go, you know, if, I don't know, Hunter obviously is is the upside yeah, play. Yeah, I agree. Rainey is obviously the safe play to me. Yeah, I'll agree there. Um, this is from our buddy Sal at two at two QB FFB. He said, "Should the Eagles trade Mark Sanchez for Michael Vick?" I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, do it. Let's do it right now. Yeah. This is from at Bet Big DC. Uh, he said he writes for for Numberfire actually. He says, I'm sure he'll be discussed, but I need support for renaming my team the SS Sanchez and balling out rest of season. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. Yeah. Uh, do, do it, and uh, and I'll be your mascot, honestly. Um, this is from at James underscore Gordy. This might be kind of tough to do on the show. He said, rank for this week, tight ends and standard. Ertz, Heath, and Scott Chandler. Uh, for me, it's it's Heath. Uh, Heath Chandler Ertz because Ertz is only playing like thirty percent of snaps now. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Heath Ertz and and Scotty, um, yeah. and then at quarterback you have Cutler Palmer Sanchez Eli Tanny. Holy crap! I'll, uh, I, since it's in front of me, I'll say I, I think I like Palmer more than Cutler this week. Yeah, it's close for me, but yes, it's pretty close. Um, those with those two guys, those two are, are the best options I think out of that that group. So. It's just between them. Um, this is from at football smitey. He says, "Let's talk about Marion Grace's fantasy value." Welp. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I picked him up in a couple of leagues where I have a 
a, a, a deep bench. Did you play him? In, did you pick him up in two mugs? I don't know. Did I? I don't know. Maybe. I'm just wondering because it's such a freaking massive league. I'm making my comeback in that league, by the way. I know you beat me, you jerk. <laughs> oh. I'm, not, I'm not over it. I really thought that. Uh, I really thought Peyton would save the day. I'm coming back in that league. Um, let's yeah, Marion Grace Taylor was out, which was big. Well, and and he's going to be out for for the next couple weeks at but least. But I so. think it's just a completely touched on dependent situation. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I you can't play him. But I, I think that if you have like a deep bench and you want to stash someone who could have immediate fantasy value in a case of an Ellington injury, then yeah, sure. get him. Okay. Um, at Cody Spriggs, he says ride with Vic or Alex Smith this week. Uh, uh, I would go Vic. Vic. Um, and then best of the bottom barrel tight ends this week. You got Rogers, Amaro, ASJ, or Carlson. Oh my god! I get. Oh my god! Hang on, I gotta go vomit. Hold on a second. <laughs> um, I guess. Wait, uh, Amaro? Yeah, I guess Amaro. Maybe, maybe ASJ because you don't know what's gonna happen with uh, McCown there. Hey, you want to hear my conviction voice? Yeah. Amaro? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to play tomorrow? Go ahead. Oh, man. This is from Sports Account. He says, I've got... Yeah. At, at SPRTS account. Very creative. I've got Detroit's defense. Should I drop him and stream Pittsburgh? I'm sorry. The, 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 the account is still... The, the name, the handle is still... At, um. at football account. No. So, I, like, Detroit's defense is pretty legit. They're playing Miami this week, and they're at home. I, I still think you just kind of ride Detroit, because... I mean, Pittsburgh's a good option. Yeah. But it's away from home. Yeah, no, no. I, I think you go with Detroit. By the way, uh, uh, Amaro didn't have <laughs> didn't have a single target against Kansas City. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. What? What's happening? There's a lot of inconsistencies. Oh, man. Well, we were doing, we were doing really well tight end streaming until two weeks ago happened. Like, Owen Daniels' injury completely changed everything. It's like we're yeah. in this new universe now. Yeah. It's a bad universe. This is from at Beaver BKR. Uh, he said, Roddy or Martavius, all I do is score touchdowns. Bryant at flex and standard this week. Both both really good options, to be honest. Wait, Marta- Martavius or who? Or Roddy. Oh, uh, I mean, I would say Bryant if he were playing more, but he's only playing like half of snaps. So yeah, I mean, he's has a fifty percent touchdown rate right now too. Yeah, it's just not gonna keep going like that unless he gets more, more run. Which if they like touchdowns, I guess they'll they will do that. But um, uh, so yeah, Roddy. Yeah. Um, this is from at CT Dog seventy. Have Cutler and Palmer playoff bound. Should I drop Cutler after this week and grab RG three for playoffs? So, again, RG3 has a favorable schedule in the playoffs. Cutler's is kind of meh. But I would say no because Cutler's a lot less or a lot more matchup proof than people realize. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Listen, I don't – I wouldn't understand that move at all. I mean, you know, un- until recently Cutler was putting up really nice points no matter who the Bears were playing. So I, yeah, I, even, I, even the last time he was out, he was fine. It's just yeah, I, I, he throws interceptions and people think that that's bad, but it doesn't matter. Right. So he's he is a lot better in fantasy than he is in reality, and I think that people, once they kind of get a grasp of that, then 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 they're they're more confident they're 
more understanding of what he can do for them. So it definitely don't do that. Yeah. Uh, this is from at frivolously LTS. Jeremy Hill or Ronnie Hillman in PPR? I think I would go Hill if Geo's out. Yes. Um, also, thoughts on keeping two of three quarterbacks rest of the season, Palmer, Tannehill, or Eli? Palmer definitely. I haven't looked. I Honestly, I haven't looked at, at I think Eli's schedule might be all right. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm checking real quick. Yeah, I don't want to be I don't want to be wrong, but I think Eli's. So Eli has Seattle and San Fran, which is rough. But then yeah, and then da- Dallas isn't bad. Jacksonville's good. He's got a good schedule after these next two weeks, so I would hold Eli. Well, I, I was going to say the opposite because Tannehill has in week 13 has the Jets. And, and and then he has the the Vikings in week sixteen, um, so I I think I would actually lean Tannehill. Dude, I'm keeping I'm keeping Eli. He's got Jacksonville, Tennessee, Washington, St. Louis. Oh, good lord! Um, <laughs> All right, it's fine. They're both good. Sorry, sorry, listener. You can't you can't be wrong. This is from Oliver Severios. He said. I'm going with Mark Sanchez over Russell Wilson just because I think it'll be fun. Good call. Uh, I don't like fun, yeah. to be honest. So I mean, I would, I would still. Uh, I, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> uh, I would roll. Ru- I would roll Russell without a uh, doubt. If you're into like adrenaline rushes, you know, like people who. Like jump off of mountains without a parachute, or what? You know, jump off of tall buildings. I then I guess yes. jump off of parachutes with jump with tall par- buildings. Here with tall bit. I'm, I'm your 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 uh, speech issues are affecting That's me. That's fine. Yeah, I would I would still just go Russell. the The Giants secondary got beat up against Indy, like physically and and metaphorically and emotionally. Yeah. Um, this is from at SMGDH. Do you think that hashtag Alex from Target is a dad runner? I th- I think it's a certain certainty that he is. Um, no. Wait, what? Who's that? What? It's a, it's uh, no. Do you do you? And then this next one is what? What's your favorite burrito filling, Denny? <laughs> it's such a weird. I saw that. I don't know. I mean, like what I what like the. The main ingredient that I like in the what, burrito. If you go to Chipotle, like, what are you getting in your burrito? Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, steak. Really? You get steak there? I, <laughs> wow. I, wow, you're super judgmental. No, man. I just, I change it up. I try to keep it at a, at a, at a 25, 25, 25% uh, ratio with those, with the four meats. Oh, wait. Do, no, do no mean... tofu, though. Oh, no. It's America. What are you doing? <laughs> right, right. Do you get, do you get guac in your burritos? Um, yes, and, um, you know, when they ask me, uh, well, you know, it's next charge, I'm like, I'm fine with it, just put it yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, right, right, because it's America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is from Bel Air Eric. He said, is Jaguars defensive, sh- <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing because I'd never seen the words Jaguars DST written out, um, a viable starting option without, with or without Brandon Whedon. Uh, yes, uh, sure. I, I'm glad that he brought that up. Yes, I think that the Jags are a decent option with with Whedon um, at the helm. Uh, they've played a lot better lately. Yeah, um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but um, yeah, I, I agree. 
the next one he says is Zach Ertz droppable. Uh, I would say yes. The one thing I say with Ertz is that he has a very, very good playoff schedule. But I understand if you want to drop him because he doesn't he doesn't play a lot. Um, yep. This is from at Black Bear Hockey Fan. PPR, get Manny Sanders for Eddie Lacy. Uh, if you're solid at running back, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, this is from the same dude. I may not be the first, but I'd like to get to welcome Ryan Mallett and the Houston Tech and Texans to uh, ha- to hashtag Team Dgath. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he has. <laughs> I um... love how this is like this is like. <laughs> Like there's contemplation going on. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> about about like, team D- about team DGAF. Like you take it, like we all take it so serious. It, it's a thing. It is a thing. I I don't know if he is team DGAF. He strikes me as a guy who 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 gives many Fs. Who yeah. who cares a lot. So, you know, I know he has a big arm. So maybe he'll just just throw it up for Andre and 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 and, and Hopkins every game, but. Uh, I don't know if he fits that uh, that bill. Yeah. Uh, the next one is from at MMC Adams four. Will Antonio Brown slow down? No. No, and 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 that's a, another thing. I think you know people who talk about I got to sell high on Forte, on Demarco Murray, right. on Antonio Brown. I, you're just you're playing with fire. Yeah. Antonio Brown is a beast, and that like I'm saying that completely objectively. Uh, no, I mean, look, I, uh, I am one not to draft small receivers, and uh, so I don't own Brown anywhere. And the only time I regret that is every single Sunday. So yeah, I own I own Antonio Brown, Benny. Oh, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you took him first overall and did some sort of weird Pittsburgh thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. This is from at Robot Leader. Um, he said, "Start two: Golden, Arizona, Floyd, or Charles Sims." I, I mean, we—you can't. Yeah, the receivers. Yeah, I agree. You can't. I don't, I, no one knows what's what Charles Sims' workload is going to look like. Um, this is from at Aaron Berger. He says, "Drop Holmes for Devonte Adams. Some bro offered me Marshall for Gordon. Sup with that?" Well, the 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 first part I I wouldn't do. Me either. And the second part, I mean, I think that that's a reasonable thing. Yeah, I would take Marshall over Gordon though, right now. Yeah, well, and and if you listen to, was it the Browns GM today who came out? It was like, uh, you know, Gordon will be back with us soon, but you know, we're not going to change anything. We're going to keep doing what we're doing, right. and and he can just kind of fall in line, and it, which is just asinine, and it's. A really typical Browns thing to say. Yeah, like they're uh, going to spread it out the way that that Brian Hoyer's been spreading it out. Yeah, I mean they're pretending like Josh Gordon is not a special talent. Right. So maybe he's that's Travis Benjamin. Yeah, maybe that's a red flag for for us not to expect you know the gaudy numbers well, anything I, close to it. Yeah, I mean we've we've talked about it plenty that Josh Gordon. I mean it was he was overhyped to begin with with the change to Mike Pettin and with the obvious switch to a more run heavy offense when. Last year, they literally threw more passing plays, more passes than any, any other team in the league. Um, yeah, and, and I, I think that that's gone so unnoticed with Josh Gordon, and it has throughout this entire season, throughout 
all of these people holding Josh Gordon, there's this assumption that he's going to be a high-end wide receiver one every single week that he goes out and plays. When, number one, he wasn't even like that last year. Number two, he might see half the volume that he did last year. Um, So, you know, it's just, it's not a... Like I don't, I never understood why people held on to him. I just like I'm fine with you adding him right now if he's out there. I mean, but holding on to him just seemed foolish to me. Yeah, I think that if you're expecting Megatron numbers um, on a weekly basis, that you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Uh, this is from at Clint underscore Payne. He said Rivera, Clay, Daniels rank this week and rest of season. Let's just say Daniels and and run. Yep. Um, three more. This is from at Mad Sent. Mad sent him. Mad sent him. Okay. He said, <laughs> would you deal Ingram and get Macklin in standard scoring? I mean, if you're okay at running back and... Right, depends depends on your sitch. It's a pretty fair trade, probably, overall. Yeah. In standard. Uh, this is from Adam Davich. He says, why does fantasy hurt me? It hurts us all. Yeah, no, it's, it's indiscriminate. Uh, pain distribution i would say this is from do nate freeze my k again this is the last one he said would you throw in everything you can with josh gordon and get antonio brown i i don't know what that means necessarily i'm assuming it's like a three for one with josh gordon and other people for antonio brown but yes i'm fine with that it it depends on who the other players would be right right uh i like like i said i just think that it's I think that it's foolish to think that Brown is going to see some major regression. I, the guy's seen a hundred targets, yeah, this year. A hundred. Yeah. Um. All right. That does it for the questions. All right. Cool. So Sorry, I got worked up there. Yeah, that's because Antonio Brown's awesome. <laughs> He's so amazing. Anyway, all right. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, Denny? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at CD Carter thirteen. I write. Uh, uh, streaming defense pieces for thefakefootball.com and uh, streaming quarterback uh, articles for 4for4.com. Sweet. I'm JJ Zacharyson. You can find me at numberfire.com. Um, and I, I'm i one of the hosts of the Living the Stream podcast. You are? Yeah. I know. It's crazy. That is weird. didn't know that. And I hate Kenny Darter. Ugh. Starter is just the worst. Absolute worst. All right, Denny, you ready for some Week 10 milkshakes? Absolutely. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the Internet Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeBrownQB.com. Share a 